Welcome to Don't Give Up on Testicular Cancer, where cancer survivors, caregivers, and others touched by cancer share their stories. The Max Mallory Foundation presents this podcast in honor and memory of Max Mallory, who died at age 22 from testicular cancer. I'm your host, Joyce Lofstrom, a young adult and adult cancer survivor, and Max's mom. This is Joyce, and today I welcome Byron Gildard. He's a stand-up comedian, a testicular cancer survivor, and the fundraising engagement manager for Young Lives Versus Cancer in England. He will tell us a lot about that as we keep talking. He was diagnosed with stage 4 testicular cancer in 2015, and he'll share his story with us, including the work he's doing now with this important charity. So, Byron, I'm so glad you could join me. Yeah, I'm so excited to uh, to be here, and thank you very much for having me on. Sure. So, just let's start out with your story. Tell us about your testicular cancer journey, especially at stage four. So that's advanced. So tell us what happened. Yeah. So essentially, I was 18 at the time, and I was going. It was it was summertime. I remember distinctly, and I I went sort of partying in um, in Greece uh, in this island called Kavos, and I was there, and I thought I had I thought I just had a really bad hangover because I had a pain in my side, and I thought because I was like going to the gym a lot and things like that that it was just pain from the gym, and I went to the doctors, and they just said, oh yeah, it, that's what it is. And then as time progressed, I went back to the doctors and they sort of checked over me again. And they said, uh, they sent me to the, to the hospital and then they, they did a scan of my, um, abdomen and they said, Oh, you've, um, you know, you haven't got a hangover. You've got, uh, you've got a tumor and it's, um, it's spread up to your lungs, uh, and you've got, you've got cancer. Uh, so. That, that, that's what happened uh, initially. So that really sort of um, sparked this whole sort of journey of uh, immediately starting treatment where I had to have several different types of chemotherapy. I can't remember exactly what they were. I think it was cisplatin to topicide and, and something else. And I had about four cycles uh, so that meant I was in hospital. I went from partying in Cavos, uh, I think a couple of weeks before, to then being in hospital in sort of a, a, a life critical situation uh, at the age of 18, which I, 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 one, I didn't know that that could happen at, at such a young age. And two, I, it was just so um, it was so bizarre because I I always associated cancer with you know being older and sort of knowing you you know you would know that you were you were so sick and I didn't so it, it was it, it was a bit of a it was a strange time um, so yeah uh, I I underwent the the chemotherapy I was in hospital I think pretty much um, for a Two, I think it was two weeks at a time where I was just constantly attached to some sort of bag that I had to wheel around, uh, like a, on a drip, either on a fluids or on chemotherapy drugs. And uh, it obviously, um, after that, I've got, well, thankfully, uh, 
my my tumor sort of shrunk in my abdomen and the the tumors on my lungs sort of dis- disappeared due to the drugs I was given and I had surgery to remove the the mass in my abdomen and I think tumors on my lymph nodes and right, then right. and then after that I was uh, I was sort of better and I've I've been going in for sort of checkups ever since but I haven't you know touched wood nothing nothing's ever come back uh, and then after that I sort of went more more sort of directly helping what well, I wanted to give back to the charity and to the charities that had helped me at the time and supported me and my my family uh, so I I started volunteering for them I started doing talks and um trying to educate people with my peers at that age that you know you can get you can get cancer and it, it's it's not it, I think cancer is such sort of a buzzword that immediately you think um you think about all the all of these things that are wrong but I, I think it's important for you to know that something's wrong because you can only do something when you know that it, you've been diagnosed or something's been identified so uh, I just wanted to share my my thoughts and opinions to different people and different peers about my experiences and how important it is for some of any age to go and get themselves you know checked out at the doctors and to to make sure that everything's okay and if things are okay in some respects that's that's a good thing because that's the first step to getting getting things on the right track to get getting you better or recovering. Right. So you were very young. I mean, 18's young to have any kind of cancer, but it's a common age, I guess, for testicular cancer. And I know when we connected on LinkedIn and kind of emailed back and forth or texted for a while, you mentioned how much this charity uh, helped you during your treatment. And you just mentioned your family as well. So can you talk about what, this, uh, the charity is what? Young Lives Versus Cancer. I mean, what did they do and how did they help you? So Young Lives Versus Cancer is, uh, well, I was sitting on a hospital bed at the time and someone from Young Lives Versus Cancer came in and they were they had a different name. They used to be called Click Sergeant. And this social worker came in and said, I'm from Click Sergeant. Uh, immediately, I thought it was some repair guy for the, the computer that wasn't working. <laughs> And they they sort of explained to me that oh no we're, we're from the charity I'm a social worker I'm here to sort of help do you, do you need any um, you know any assistance how how are you coping with everything because often what happens is uh, as I'm sure you know when someone gets diagnosed with cancer uh, is that uh, the person who's got the cancer is it sort of like the epicenter or the eye of the storm of everything is happening to them but there's there's ripples that come off that uh, and affects, you know, immediate friends and family. Uh, and it, it's just uh, immobilizing all of those types of people and getting people to sort of work together and understand what, what's happening and how they can help effectively. So Young Lives Versus Cancer, they have a social care team that will come and sit with the family and, and talk through sort of the processes of what's going to happen and, what what different members of the staff at the hospital were doing and what, what the process is because cancer really and being any sort of disease within a hospital it is it is a process like 
you there's certain steps that are taken so they they can sort of talk to you about everything that's happening uh, from a social side of thing and then also because it's very expensive uh, I don't know how it is in the um, the well uh, in the US in regards to uh, uh, going to hospital and things like that all the time with uh, in in the UK there's quite a few hidden costs to cancer so it, the hospital might be hundreds of miles away from where where you live so this is an added burden on on families and parents for them to take their child to this hospital they might have full-time jobs uh, so it often means that one parent will have to quit their job to be able to look after their child so this right. means it so this means that there's a massive hit to the overall income of the household. So how Young Lives versus Cancer help with that is that they provided um, uh, they provided a grant to help sort of um, uh, push back the, um, the 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 financial instability. So that that's what they did in my case. And then they've also got these places called Homes from Home where you can stay uh, that are near to your treatment centre or near to the hospital so that it's like a house essentially and it's a five minute walk from the hospital and you can stay there for as long as you want for free uh, whilst you're on treatment so that's what the the charity does really in a, in a nutshell um, so how, how they supported me was mainly through the the social side of things and helping my friends and family understand what was going on and helping uh, helping me apply for different grants and things like that, that that was available to me and to my family so that there wasn't any financial difficulties when I was on treatment. So, You know, you touch on a lot of really important points, Byron, and I, one is being at a distance from your home to wherever the hospital is that you have to go for treatment. I know we did that with my son, Max, and we were three hours from home. Yeah. And we worked, you know, his dad and I worked as much as we could. I mean, we had the type of jobs where we could do a lot remotely. Uh, and this is well, almost six years ago, mm. but it, it is a burden and it's hard because um, you want to focus on your child, but you also have to keep, you know, your household and your lives going. So I think it's wonderful that, you know, this charity has that option for people going through cancer and then the house you know you probably know this in america one of the big houses like that is ronald mcdonald house sure. that they have um, locations all over the country and a lot of the hospitals now have started to do that as well you know mm -hmm. sometimes they have a room on the floor pediatrics mostly but i think i just i'd like to hear this from you because i'm not sure people everybody knows about these options that are out there um so, you know, I think the cost, I don't know all the details about the, mm -hmm. you know, the National Health Service in, yeah. in the UK. You know, that's the other thing you don't want to have to worry about when you're trying to survive cancer is what it's going to cost. So yeah. I guess you have a lot of good factors there in what you're doing with the charity. So um, what, what do you think for you was the biggest challenge as you went through your testicular cancer? Um, I don't know. It's very different from when I was going through cancer to what uh, reflecting on it, what it is 
now. I think the biggest challenge was really um, set aside sort of my personal um, sort of inhibitions and uh, things that I wanted to do at the time and weren't able to do. But I think the most difficult thing that I found going through cancer is the effect that it has on the family, the fam- family dynamic. Um, just everybody wants to be involved and so many people want to help, but they just, they don't know how to. Um, and I think that that was the biggest challenge of just explaining to people, you know, almost it's, it's okay if, if you don't know how to help. I know, I know that you're there, um, for me or for my family, um, to, to, to assist in everything, but you, you don't have to, um, physically be doing things like every day like uh, I it, it, I was almost like a I don't know a bit of a cancer celebrity in my local community and there was just <laughs> people just like rolling up to my door all the time and although I know their heart was in the right place and it was really nice of them to do so it did get a bit annoying it was just like the pre <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just remember like the priest turning up and I was just like, I've never spoken to the priest. Why is the priest here? <laughs> oh, that's funny, though. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. Boy, how did he even know if you haven't spoken to him? Oh, interesting. Um, so I know you're a stand-up comedian. So I tell us about that. Yeah, so I really got – I I mean, it's more of um, – I really got into that when I was I was bored and I used to write a lot of blogs and things like that online when I when I was on treatment and I met a few famous comedians in the UK uh, when I was on treatment and I sort of got talking to them uh, about what I wanted to do and it was sort of a form of expression because I think with um, with comedy a lot of the time is is that uh, the the harsher the subject or not harsh but the the darker the subjects the the lighter the the sparks sort of uh the brighter the sparks uh burn in regards to misdirection and different ways you can take it and i think with cancer because people just hear the word cancer and they f- forget that there's a person behind that uh that it, it's really important to be able to sort of express your feelings and you still have have the same same goals and same um, drives as someone else of, of that age and it was really just to uh, just to express that and I mean especially with testicular cancer there was so many times where I had to take my dad like to the sperm banking clinic and things like that and it was just yeah, yeah. really awkward situations to be <laughs> in um, so yeah I, I've, I really got into it from that. And then from then on, I've, I've just, I've, I've always kept, um, kept doing it, kept public speaking. Um, although I'm not like, you know, Kevin Hart or something like that, I, re- I really enjoy doing it. And I think that that sort of opportunity that I had, I think it's just a form of expression and an outlet to be able to talk about your problems in a, not such a, a negative way that, you know, cancer is such a heavy subject and it should be treated as, as as such but it, it it doesn't have to be um it's so so difficult and and so hard to talk about and I think comedy opens that those doors up a lot easier than other things um other traditional methods of talking about things do so yeah no I agree with you it's uh, you have to be able to laugh 
in general and laugh at yourself, you know, just in life. But I think going through the cancer treatments too, it, it helps a lot. So are you still performing? Are you still doing stand up or yeah. public speaking? And- yeah, I'm, I'm doing, um, I've, I've got a show that I'm doing uh, in April at the Cambridge Fringe and I'm taking a show up in August to the Edinburgh Fringe. I don't know if you know about the Edinburgh Fringe. It's a big performing arts festival that we have. It's in Scotland. So I'm oh, doing nice. that. So I'm doing that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing that and performing. It's called a uh, little plug. It's called a village idiot. So uh, if you, yeah, oh, if, if you're in Edinburgh. Away. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Edinburgh, come and come and take a look. <laughs> okay. So you were 18 when you had, testicular cancer so what message do you have for young men teenagers who might uh, think they have testicular cancer or just want to know how to be aware of it yeah i i think the main message is if you've got any doubts just to go and get checked out uh because i had so many people sort of message me afterwards and just ask me questions about different lumps and things that they they've found and i'd always see like go and get it checked out it it's it's not going to be any worse than what your your mind is going around and what i always say to people you know the first step is is the best step in regards to if there is anything hiding away from things is only ever going to make it worse and nine times out of ten it probably really isn't going to be anything but it's always best just to make sure it's it's nothing sinister you know yes um you talked about uh young lives versus cancer in the work you're doing now so how can people in the uk find young lives versus cancer do you have a url or just tell us how to find it yeah so uh you can just you can find us on social media where just young lives versus cancer or on on the internet you can find us we used to be called click sergeant um but now we're called young lives versus cancer so we're we're on all social media platforms and uh if you give us a google we should pop up straight away so if you need anything uh you can you can message me uh anyway um i should be on call so feel free to reach out uh but yeah okay Mm-hmm. And I'll just say for Young Lives versus Cancer, versus is the VS period. So Correct. Just, uh, Correct. Uh, yeah. People have that spelling. So what's next on your agenda, Byron? What are you? What's ahead for you in the future? Anything you want to share? Mm, what's ahead? Uh, I'd well, I'd, I'm really looking forward to doing my uh, my comedy stuff. Uh, that that's that's great. I'm looking forward to forging a career in the uh the charity sector in the charity space and trying to give back to uh to the organizations that have helped me and to help other people uh that are in a similar situation to me so that that's really where my my head's at at the moment um it's just trying to help other people and and guide them to lead um have have a, a better life in in the face of um problems such as cancer so yeah okay and my last question if you had a song that you just have to sing along with when you hear it what is that song favorite song favorite song of mine i really like 
Yeah, that you like to sing along with. Like it comes on the radio or in your playlist, and it's like, oh, I have to really just sing along. So, well, it depends how embarrassing we're going here. There's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really like "Live Forever" by Oasis. Uh, that's one. I don't know whether you know that one, or uh, I like no. no, or "Go Toxic." No. Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> okay. All right. Boy, diverse then. Yeah. Very good. So, um, no, that's fun. So I like, I'm a big Beatles fan, so I sing along the most Beatles songs. That oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, oh, both my parents are Scouse, so uh, the big, uh, big Beatles house. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. I have some photos my cousin took when they were in Kansas City in the 60s, so those are oh, my prized possessions. Amazing. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, Byron, I really appreciate your time uh, and sharing your story with us and your work with Young Lives Versus Cancer. And, you know, maybe I can have you come back in a few months or so and tell us more about the charity and your success in comedy. So I think that's great. Oh, Joyce, it's been absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for reaching out and having me on. Okay. All righty. Take care. Thank you for joining me today on Don't Give Up on Testicular Cancer from the Max Mallory Foundation. Go to maxmalloryfoundation.com to learn more about testicular cancer, to donate, and send your suggestions for guests on the podcast. And join me next time for Don't Give Up on Testicular Cancer.